and welcome back everyone hope you're having a great week word from credit.com so money is important when it comes to buying big ticket items investing and even starting a business loans can alleviate that stress when you go to get a loan how do you check your credit do you use a free app that just shows you a number well that car might not be yours just yet the dealership may look at a different score than you do on a daily basis the truth is there are 28 different FICO scores and extra credit gives you access to all of them. So you see what the lenders see. Not only that, but also cash rewards and personalized offers just for you. I'll even add in a kicker for you. Extra credit also offers $1 million identity theft insurance. Yes, I said million with an M guys. To sign up for extra credit, go to credit.com scoop and get started there. To add a chair on top, you can even get the first seven days absolutely free. It is just $24.99 a month plus tax after the free trial, and you can cancel this anytime. So go check out Extra Credit today and start working on your credit goals. All right, guys, let's get after it. And hello, everyone. Welcome. Got a new setup for the day. Just, uh, doing some house sitting in a sense. So uh, super stoked to get back to you on another uh, Friday when you're listening to this. Uh, big fan of uh, calling Friday Friday. But that being said, you know, we had so much going on this week from a Web3 standpoint. Um, first and foremost, I want to get into the merge. And then secondly, I'd love to get into the Polygon situation and talk more about that and kind of delve into what it means for investors, um, what it means for uh, just potential, um, I guess, like potential people who want to get into NFTs and want to get into crypto and also where uh, businesses are going to align with Polygon in the future since they're setting themselves up for success with their strategic partnerships. It's going to be an NFT-related endeavor, uh, but I think it has some good uh, contrast in terms of a uh, positive outlook for it. First, the merge. I don't know if you can hear, but I have a dog in the background snoring. Hopefully it's just faint. Anywho, um, that being said, let's get after it. So the merge is one of the most monumentous um, occasions. And it started with it started with a tweet about how Ethereum was going to merge their networks and kind of turn from proof of work to proof of stake and officially move off of proof of work. Um, so basically I'm going to explain this to you in high level detail, but also try to make it as simple as possible for kind of my new investors and my new uh, web three connoisseurs. So the merge, um, the Ethereum mainnet uses proof of stake, but this wasn't always the case. The upgrade from the original proof of work mechanism to proof of stake was called the merge. The merge refers to the original 
Ethereum mainnet merging with a separate proof of stake blockchain called the Beacon Chain, now existing as one chain as I morph my hands together. Um, so this merge reduced Ethereum's energy consumption by 99.95%, um, which is huge for you know gas fees and those things. Um, so the merge was executed on September 15th. So today, I think it was early in the morning. Um, this completed Ethereum's transition to proof of stake consensus, officially depreciating proof of work and reducing energy consumption by 99.95%. What was the merge? The merge was joining was the joining of the original execution layer of Ethereum, uh, the mainnet that has existed since Genesis, with its proof of stake consensus layer, the beacon chain. It eliminated the energy, the need for energy intensive mining, and instead enabled the network to be secured using staked Ethereum. So it was truly exciting to step in, realizing the Ethereum vision was, uh, oh, so the Ethereum vision is more scalability, um, security, and sustainability. And if you go on my Instagram and follow my Instagram, CryptoCoop Official, I have like a, a little like diagram of the merge where it has the proof of work with the hammer, then the Ethereum state transaction apps, contracts, and balances. That's like this little line called the merge. And then it goes to proof of stake, which is um, that growth concept of using staked Ethereum for projects. Uh, and, and then Beacon Chain is kind of the rocket ship on the uh, the Green Arrow. And uh, um, initially, the Beacon Chain shipped separately from mainnet, Ethereum mainnet, with its accounts, balances, smart contracts, and blockchain state. So... The merge was when these two systems finally came together and proof of work was permanently replaced by proof of stake. So um, imagine Ethereum is a spaceship that launched before it was quite ready for an, an interstellar voyage. With the beacon chain, the community built a new engine and hardened hull. After significant testing, it became too hot swap. Um, it became time to hot swap the new engine for the old one mid-flight. This merged the new, more efficient engine into the existing ship, enabling it to put some serious light years and take on the universe. So that's what the merge was initially. Sorry, I need a drink after that one. Good Lord. Um, also, I hope the volume's good. I had to. I turned up my mic a little bit. I it, it sounded like it was dwindling a little bit, but um, you know, merging with the main net, and I'm all I'm reading this from Ethereum.org, pretty much word for word, loose, loose, uh, loose interpretation. So basically, like this has been in the making for a while uh, because Ethereum. Uh, so the proof of work secured Ethereum mainnet from Genesis until the merge. So this allowed the blockchain we're all used to uh, used to using come into existence in July of 2015 with its features, which is the smart contracts, the accounts, the uh, transactions, and such. So throughout Ethereum's history, developers prepared for an eventual transition away from the proof of work to the proof of stake. 
So on December 1st of 2020, the Beacon Chain was created as a separate blockchain to mainnet running in like a parallel form. So, you know, here's Beacon Chain. Here's Ethereum mainnet. They were kind of just coming together and then they were just gradually um, like just in unison, kind of like dancing with each other, um, but never crossing one another, kind of keeping themselves at a safe distance. And the beacon chain was not originally processing mainnet transaction. It was reaching consensus on its own state by agreeing on active validators and their ba- and their account balances. So when you're trying to transact and stake Ethereum, that was more of the uh, beacon chain in a sense. Um, that was more of the beacon chain helping you with your network data and the execution layer transactions and like your account balances. So the stuff that you would see on like your, your wallets and such. So the merge represented the official switch to using the beacon chain as the engine of block production. So to validate blocks, um, you don't know, you don't need to mine blocks on the blockchain because that's how like you first create the technology that you want to create and the coins that you want to create. Um, now it's really just proof of stake. So uh, it, it, things are growing when you stake Ethereum and you have to validate, you know, the transactions and the uh, coins themselves. Um, no history was lost in the merge uh, as mainnet merged with the beacon chain and also merged the entire transactional history of Ethereum. So your transactions are safe. You shouldn't lose anything in terms of NFTs or, or money or any sort of validated uh, transactions that should all be safe. In terms of uh, <clears throat> users and holders, the merge didn't really change anything, you know, besides swapping proof of work. Uh, the history, you know, remained intact. And uh, we, we as the consumers don't have to upgrade anything on our part, the wallets or anything like it's all pretty much safe. You do not have to do anything with your funds or your wallet, you know, uh, to account for the merge. Like you don't need to necessarily do anything. You just exist. <laughs> like as simply as I can put it, you just exist and everything is fine. You know, just mm-hmm. kick back and relax. This is what, you know, blockchain was for. Um, so like I said, there's a lot of energy consumption uh, there's also uh, scalability upgrades uh, that you can't have under proof of work. Uh, I think that's what Bitcoin's issue is. You know, they're a proof of work blockchain right now. They're not really proof of stake. Um, and Ethereum is one step closer to achieving f- the full scale security and s- sustainability outlined in the vision because of the merge itself, because of. Uh, like so proof of work doesn't really give you that opportunity to scale um, your your nodes and your, um, your currencies and, and those things. And then another question is like, what happened to ETH2? Because you had Ethereum, then you had Ethereum2. Um, so ETH2 
has been depreciated. So after merging ETH1 and 2 into a single chain, which is what we call, um, like I said, the merge, usually when you have a hard fork is what it's called. Um, it's where like a blockchain will branch into another chain. So that's why you had Ethereum and Ethereum 2. That's why Bitcoin, you have like Bitcoin Cash. And then I think there's another form of Bitcoin too. That is a, uh, I believe that's a hard fork. Um, and if I'm wrong on that, I apologize. <laughs> but um, basically it's like a tangent to where a new currency sprouts from the old currency. Um, so ETH1 is now the execution layer, which handles transactions and execution. ETH2 is now the consensus layer, which handles the proof of stake uh, consensus. And and this show is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, BetterHelp is the purpose of it is to try and better myself mentally and better my situation around me, so I can create the reality that I want to. And I wanted to feel more like myself. I wanted to be less stressed and really boost my own confidence. And I've been able to do that through therapy, you know, and if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. You know, it's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. So you don't have to worry about working around your schedule and try and, you know, make a trip to an office uh, and, and try to sit down with someone. You can do it, you know, virtually anywhere. Uh, you can do it online. So you can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time too, which I think is very critical. So when you want to be a better problem solver, you know, therapy can help you get there. So visit betterhelp.com slash scoop. That is betterhelp.com slash S-C-O-O-P. And that being said, let's get after it. So that's kind of the ETH merge. Um, I know that it, it can be a little bit difficult. I recommend you go to their ethereum.org and look at like their kind of material that they've posted about the merge. Um, it also talks about sharding, which like um, sharding is a multi-phase upgrade to improve the scalability of Ethereum and like help with the capacity. So it provides like secure distribution of data storage requirements. It enables like things to be cheaper in terms of a roll-up, um, and they have layer two solutions to help with those lower transaction fees. And while you still have the security of Ethereum, so twenty twenty three sharding could ship sometime in twenty twenty three. Um, shards will give Ethereum more capacity to store and access data, but they won't be used for executing code. So everyone can run a node. So sharding is a good way to scale if you want to keep things decentralized as the alternative. Um, and you can increase the size of the existing uh, database. So this would make Ethereum less accessible network for, oh, less accessible for network validators because they'll need powerful and expensive computers. So with sharding, validators no, long, no longer have to uh, store all the data themselves, but instead can use data techniques to confirm that the data has been made available by the networks as a whole. So that's a little bit about sharding. Um, but let me 
talk about the Polygon um, Starbucks kind of merge or like collaboration, I should say. <sighs> because this is big for um, their rewards program too. I think some of you might actually enjoy this. This is from TechCrunch. Starbucks details. It's blockchain-based loyalty platform and NFT community, Starbucks Odyssey. Um, so it's launching later this year. The coffee chain's first foray into building with Web3 technology. The new experience combines the company's successful Starbucks loyalty program with an NFT platform, allowing its customers to both earn and purchase digital assets that unlock exclusive experiences and rewards. The company had earlier teased its Web3 plans to investors, saying it believed this new experience would build on the current Starbucks reward model where customers today earn stars, which can be exchanged for perks like free drinks and envision Starbucks Odyssey is a way for its most loyal customers to earn a broader set of rewards while also building uh, that sense of community, which I totally agree. Um, so when they were building out this, they brought in a guy named Adam Brotman, which actually I'm not familiar with Adam Brotman. He's big on, it looks like, consumer brands, Web3 digital loyalty community. So he's like a community builder. So he founded Form3.com. Um, CEO Brightloom, he was also the president and chief experience officer and co-CEO of J.Crew. He also worked at Starbucks for nine years as a chief digital officer, and then he became EVP of global retail operations. He's got a law degree that was on his LinkedIn. So they brought in this guy and he's the architect of its mobile order and pay system from the Starbucks app to help serve as a special advisor. And now he's the co-founder of Forum3, a Web3 loyalty startup. So Brotman's team worked on Starbucks Odyssey alongside the Seattle coffee chain's own marketing loyalty and technology teams. While Starbucks have been investigating blockchain technologies for a couple of years, it's only been involved in this particular project for around six months. So the CMO of Starbucks, Brady Brewer, uh, told TechCrunch that, and he says the company wanted to invest in this area, but not as a stunt side project as many companies are doing. I thought that was an interesting call out. Um, rather, it wanted to find a way to use technology to enhance its business and expand its existing loyalty program. I'm sure they consulted Gary Vee on this. Uh, it opted to make NFTs the passes that allow uh, access to the digital community, but it's intentionally obscuring the nature of the technology underpinning the web experience in order to bring in more consumers, including non-tech people to the Web3 platform. So it happens to be built on blockchain Web3 technologies, but the customer, to be honest, may very well not even know what they're doing is interacting with blockchain technology. It's just the enabler. So that's what the CMO says. Um let me see if I can get any better information. So 
Starbucks says it explored all different blockchains for the project, but landed on proof of stake blockchain technology built by Polygon for this this effort because it uses less energy than first first gen uh, proof of work blockchains, which is more in line with the conversation goals. So that's interesting. Let's talk about that. So Polygon is getting so many partnerships. Why is that? Like, let's look at the Polygon partnerships as a whole. Sorry, I'm looking this up. Damn, why can't I find this? Polygon Partners. So I know that they partnered with Disney, Starbucks, and Mercedes, but they've they've partnered with a few others. Um, looks like they've partnered with Atari. I think Meta was another one. Um, but if you notice, they're, they're strategically aligning with NFTs as a whole, which I think is pretty notable because the fact that these big, big corporations want to partner with Polygon, I think goes to show that there is a general interest. Um, So with sports, DraftKings partnered with Polygon. So if you don't know what DraftKings is, they're a sports betting company. So they're using an NFT marketplace building on Polygon. The NFL also used Polygon apparently. So they partnered with Ticketmaster and they launched virtual commemorative tickets. Uh, so the NFL is partnered with Polygon. Liverpool has utilized Polygon for an NFT collection. With fashion, Dolce & Gabbana, uh, Macy's and Prada, also Adidas, have partnered. Adobe partnered with Polygon. Meta actually partnered with Polygon, which I said earlier. Um, Stripe, Circle from the finance perspective, and then Disney from an entertainment perspective, and then um, Starbucks have all partnered. Because why? They love... Their carbon neutral footprint, from what it sounds like, they have a lot of scalability, low transaction fees, um, and developer ecosystem, uh, I think, is a lot easier, user-friendly, and cheaper to build on. You know, it's actually funny. I have a little personal story. I was interviewing with Polygon uh, for a Web3 job in their, I want to say it was their marketing department. And, you know, I was really trying to get in with Polygon. And... Um, I didn't get in, which is fine, but um, I remember their uh, directors were talking about their partnerships and they're just like, we're going to be big. Like we have a really good system in place. We just aren't known, but we're going to be known in the next like six months. And 
I was like, God, I just, I believe it. And after kind of that personal experience, I really bought into Polygon. That's why I'm buying into them even more now because they are strategically putting themselves at the forefront of NFTs. And I believe NFTs are the greatest technology to come in place since like the invention of fire and the cell phone and those things. Like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to build a business on technology that costs little to nothing to you. That's why I'm building a business. Check out cryptocoop.net, set a meeting with me. I'd love to talk to you about your NFT project uh, and help you create an NFT project as well. Um, But like, it's, it's here guys. NFTs are here. They're here to stay. You can talk shit on them all you want, but they're here. And big companies are scooping them up and you're going to miss the train here in a little bit if you don't catch on and you start if you don't start building on these platforms you you will lose and i don't mean to be like a negative person or kind of like a a downer or fear striker but you're not going to win unless you adopt to the new technologies you won't win in this recession because the recession is coming and it's going to get worse um i'm not huge into like trying to spread investment news, but the basis points are going up in inflation by like a hundred, they say. Um, it's not fruition yet, but be ready for the next Fed hike rate and your stocks to go, yeah, to go to shit. So build, it's a building time and I'm building for the future and the future is NFTs and I will die on that hill. I don't care. If, uh, if I get a lot of hate or <laughs> if, if I get a lot of crazy feedback, but you know, I think NFTs are the future and that's, that's my truth and I will live by that truth. Um, so I hope you, I just hope you take this advice, uh, follow me, TikTok, CryptoCoop official, Instagram, same thing. Um, Telegram, uh, but go to my website, go to CryptoCoop.net. And uh, check it out. Maybe set a meeting with me. I'd love to consult with you and then talk about maybe creating your own NFT project because I have good experience doing that. And I would love to help you make your creative dreams come true. So that being said, that's all I got. Hope you have a great weekend. Much love to y'all. And always remember, 